Generation Gap on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Welcome to The Generation Gap, presented by me, Clive, and her, Claudia. And in this programme, we're going to explore the differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a baby boomer, so a teenager in the 1960s and early 70s. She is a 21st century girl. So what are the differences and the similarities between the way we live our lives now and then? We're going to try and find out. But in Back to the Future 2, they went in the future 30 years from 1985 and therefore arrived in 2015. And as it happens, the exact date was today, 21st of October. So we'll be looking at that uh, in terms of the film and some of the predictions they made for 30 years ahead and see how they've come true or not. And this theme song is one hour long so i'm determined to like keep it on in the background while you talk uh i don't think i'll be talking for a whole hour i, I know i do talk too much but that's oh, no, not no. like that <laughs> we have very special songs to play today okay um anyway right now what we're looking at today because it's the date which was identified in the film um is the idea about um you're making a film and you're setting it 30 years ahead of your particular time when you're making it so you have to sort of think about some of the things which will happen in future and obviously in doing so you're making a prediction and those predictions can be good and some of those predictions can be spectacularly wrong and so it's quite fun i think to look at it in that perspective now, I guess you have seen the film, haven't you? I have seen the film. Right. I, you know, straight away, obviously, it's a film which was made in 1985. That's quite a long time ago for you and well, well before you were born and certainly before you were watching films. So um, I don't understand you might have seen it. It does turn up on television pretty often. Just, um, just in case, remind me. <laughs> Okay, well, the film is basically about a young man who um, suddenly meets a local sort of mad professor doctor person, and uh, he has you know long hair and a white coat, all that kind of thing, and he's a nutty inventor, and he's invented basically a time machine, and the time machine is in the form of a DeLorean car. Now, DeLorean cars were um, another long story, but they were basically made in Northern Ireland, and they're very spectacular. They have um, the gull opening doors. Um, gullwing doors i think they call them basically the doors sort of open upwards and it's quite a flashy sort of sporty car um so this car has got a special device in it which are powered by nuclear fusion obviously um which takes them back in time and basically it has to ride along very fast and when it hits a certain speed which as i recall is 88 miles an hour when it hits that speed it suddenly zips off into the future and of course it's got a control system on it where you basically turn a little dial to the year you want it to go to and the exact date and time and it just goes there so obviously no one's invented one of those yet as far as i'm aware um you, you never know you never know you never know well, one thing about time travel is that if time travel is possible sometime in the future do you think we'd have seen people coming back i absolutely have no idea hmm because I don't think you would. I don't think you would know because when you're back into the actual point where you've been to, you don't know. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Um, there's a movie called About Time, which is fairly recent. It's like 2012, I think it came out. And 
he goes back in time as well and changes all the all these events, but he can't move forward in the same way. The, the events in between those that time change. Yes. So no one actually knew that he went back. Well, it's, it's a standard thing about science fiction stories about time travel. You go but, back and change one thing, and then, of course, there's all sorts of consequences of that one yeah. little thing that you change. There's one film where you, somebody goes back to try and kill Hitler, for example, and that sort of in thing. In my opinion, um, I don't understand ageing. How does ageing work in that, in that situation? Oh, no, you're asking a really complicated question. See, I, don't, I, I think people <laughs> haven't really thought time travel through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's true. Anyway, look, this film is a sort of light-hearted and, su- and time travel is it really... It sounds really good. I think I, re- I would really enjoy it. Okay, it's part of the plot because basically in the first film he has to go back and he goes back and meets his parents before they've met each other and he knows how they met as far as he's concerned but then something goes wrong and he's worried that they might not meet and because of that he has to make special arrangements to make sure they meet up and get together otherwise he won't exist in the future the thing is i don't like that because that's him meddling with the past why can't he just kind of leave it and if it was supposed to happen it's going to happen anyway well the, the, the sort of thing there is he's got like a photograph of himself and his family taken back in time and it starts fading away because his parents aren't going to meet so he won't he won't be born and therefore he won't exist and it's it's okay. a, it's a so sort of i understand that but i disagree with that yeah well i'm not sure it's very realistic in terms of any science <laughs> but um okay the film which uh, we're talking about really is the second film where he goes actually forward in the future and he goes forward to today basically yeah. um and in that he meets his own children which is also quite oh. fun and um so he has to actually disguise himself and pretend to be his own son at one point anyway the point about it is in that future as they foresaw it 30 years ahead there were lots of devices gadgets and things which were um you know interesting ideas and we'd, it's quite nice to look at some of those and think well do they really happen or not now the most obvious ones are that the cars are flying and i don't think i've seen any flying cars today the thing is the thing is i honestly believe that you haven't he hasn't ha- given it enough time okay i get what you're saying i'm just really looking at the predictions then and what happened so So there are no flying cars cars. the other thing which everybody wanted was a hoverboard and basically it's like a skateboard but no wheels because it just hovers i would love one of those yes well everybody would like one of those unfortunately we don't seem to have got them yet i did check but toys r us haven't got them yet it would be like the magic carpet (laughs) like a magic carpet it would oh my gosh yes okay um back to back to the future then hang on a minute hang on a minute drum roll drum roll Rum roll. Ah, oh, here comes that music. Um, yeah, the other things, uh, there's a few things in it. For example, there's a petrol station, or a gas station, I guess, in America, um, and it's all completely automated, and the thing's got a kind of robot that fills up the car. don't think we've got those yet, but one of the little things which is interesting, when, the, when he paid, he actually put his fingerprint on it to pay, which, of course, is exactly what we've gotten these days with um, some of our mobile phone systems to pay. pay and, like, library things yeah. libraries and lots of schools got it for their, f- their canteens yes it's very weird paying with your finger paying with your finger yeah so that was actually a good one now also something else which is a little tiny scene in the film there's somebody going around uh, collecting a petition which he signs but when they put out something for him to sign it looks amazingly like a tablet computer 
So that was a pretty good guess. Oh, cool. Cool. Now, now one of the things which they haven't got in this thing at all is because at one point he makes a phone call and he has to go to a phone box, put money in the slot, press the buttons to make the phone call. Um, Nobody in the film has anything like a mobile phone. That's one of those things nobody really saw coming. So, you know, it was actually quite a good guess of some of the things. Yeah, um... For like for those times, I think that's quite good. Yeah, way back in ancient history in 1985, this was clearly. <laughs> Some people just have that vision, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we'll play another song in a minute. But after that, um, I'll look at some of the other predictions people have made for the future, which are quite funny because they're completely wrong, and that's always quite an amusing thing to look at. Now, one of the things um, we're looking at because of the Back to the Future thing, it's not actually from that film, but I thought it'd be interesting to look at some other predictions people have made in the past, and um, it's quite fun to look at the ones which were spectacularly wrong. So I've got two here which I think you'll like. Um, Firstly, this one is back in 1943, a long time ago, but the guy was called Thomas Watson. He was president of IBM, which was uh, at the time the biggest computer company in the world by miles. Now, when I say computer, what do you think of bill gates right but i mean a computer to you is a small thing on your desk or i still like the big apple tv screens Mm. with like the actual computer box i don't mean the the, yes the imax yes (laughs) i don't mean um okay the point is uh, in 1943 1950s up to the 60s really a computer was something which was enormous rack if you imagine a, a room full of wardrobes it was like that it was dozens of big cabinets full of electronics which were all valves which likes of electric light bulbs so it was an enormous thing anyway at the time the president of the biggest computer company in the world made a prediction he was asked if he thought they'd be able to sell many of these and he said he thought the world market that's the total number of them in the world that would be needed was five i would like to give you my opinion on that Mm. but i'm not sure you're gonna like it um obviously it seems crazy not to have a computer in every single room in every single house in every single um radio station for example but i really think that um the world would be better off without computers. Right. There's another prediction, actually, about computers here, which was um, from 1977, so much more recently. And this was the uh, guy who founded another computer company, Digital Electric Corporation. I'm not sure if they're still around now. Um, and he was, again, asked about the idea of having a personal computer, so small ones people have in their homes. And he said, there's absolutely no reason anyone would ever want a computer in their home. So that was a good prediction, oh, no, too. No, I don't, I don't agree with that <laughs> one. <laughs> My favourite for this moment um, will find some others later um this was a guy who was the head of 20th century fox the film company in 1946 and he'd just seen for the first time a television and he said television will not be able to hold on to any market it captures after the first six months people will soon get very tired of staring at a plywood box every night i kind of see what he was saying if it stayed that way yeah but he just couldn't see that people would want a television in their home and would watch it all the time because they'd still be going out to the cinema, wouldn't they? How cool would life be without all of these electronics? <laughs> well, it did happen. They weren't all around be- for a long time, you know. There was a time when there was no televisions. But that is quite, that is quite strange, I mm. think. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that people look uh, to the future and make predictions about the future and some of them turn out to be really stupid so what we'll do later maybe is we'll make our own predictions for the future and just I hope no one, no one actually listens <laughs> um.
Um, quick few more things here I found predictions for the future made in the past and obviously now which look ridiculous one of the things I remember when I was um, probably quite small um, we had these sort of um, books which were looking to the future and one of the things which was very much in part of it obviously space travel was always one of these things but the other one was about nuclear power and the story in those days was we're going to have nuclear power to provide electricity and they'd be so efficient and produce so much electricity that they probably wouldn't even charge for it everyone would just get free electricity because there'd be so much of it so everyone went a bit mad on ideas about using nuclear power um in those days i guess people didn't really think of it in the way we do now as being something really quite dangerous to mess around with obviously it was dangerous and we do know how to deal with it but at the time it was regarded as being something which was um really straightforward and everyone would have one so i've got a wonderful prediction here which is related to this um somebody who was uh, head of a company which made vacuum cleaners in 1955 he was absolutely clear that there would be nuclear powered vacuum cleaners within 10 years of 1955 so he envisaged people walking around just having a nuclear powered vacuum cleaner i can't think of anything more weird there is something really weird that walks around on its own and picks up dog hair? Some sort of robot, maybe, yeah. these days. I mean, robots are definitely coming in these days. Um, so that, that's kind of, maybe he's like on the right lines, but yeah, just but the not time... A, not a nuclear-powered one. I think that's a little bit drastic. I honestly don't know, because you don't know what other people are experimenting with right now. Yeah, but the thing about nuclear power is it's not something you can kind of make a little battery and um, stick it in something. It uh, needs a lot of things like a gigantic nuclear power station um anyway we won't go into that i'll explain i'll explain <laughs> nuclear technology to you another time um okay the other one which is quite fun here is somebody who was previously um a senior manager at microsoft the computer company in 1997 he said apple is already dead because he thought the company was completely on its death throes and wouldn't last very long yes <laughs> So that was a pretty bad mistake. However, it's fair to say Apple was losing its way quite badly for a while. And then, of course, they uh, invented a few things which made them rather big. In fact, they're now the largest company in the world, as far as I know. I don't know what I think about Apple. I think Apple's kind of like taking over the world. And it's just a bit like, calm down. Just, just, just calm down a little bit. Well, no, they're not. I mean, Apple and Google and Facebook between them might be taking over the world. But I'm not sure one of them can do it. I, I, I suppose I'm in this position where I just don't like how the world's moving so fast, how there's already a different generation, and I'm just like, hang on a minute. Well, well that's true. I mean, you know, when we talk about this program originally, of course, talking about generations, we, we think of it really in terms, it's like, you know, someone's parents and then their children, when their children are grown up, that's a generation gap. So that's like 40 years. But we're recognising, I think, as we spoke earlier, that maybe there's a sort of a generation which is only what, five or six years different from you who are thinking very differently. Yeah, and I think the things we bring on to the show, like f the things that you did in your time and what I'm doing now and what the other little people are doing now, um, which, of course, I mean the younger generation. Yes. <laughs> younger than me generation and older than you generation. I think like this show is meant to be a little bit slightly educational and that's why we have to play old music to kind of like go with what we're saying. Yes, indeed. Well, it's, you know, we play music from different eras going back several years. Old is something which, as I say, this latest generation seem to think anything more than three or four weeks old is old and um, I don't think um, either of us actually go along with that. Anyway, uh, 
let's go back for a couple of predictions. Um, I've got quite a nice one here, which was actually by somebody who really ought to have known what they're talking about, a guy called Bob uh, Metcalf. He was um, basically an author, wrote a lot of stuff about um, computing and the internet. And uh, he actually invented the Ethernet. Don't worry about what that is. It's a technical standard. Um, And he predicted in 1996, um, he was very concerned about people saying that the internet was going to grow and grow and grow and be really big. And he didn't believe that. He predicted the internet will soon go spectacularly broke. And in 1996, it will just fall apart and no one will ever use it anymore. Hmm. That was wrong. I was going to mention, um, one of the places which um, lots and lots of predictions have been made is on the TV series Star Trek. Now, I guess you've probably never seen that. The original Star Trek series was in ni- 1960-something. Um, but they do repeat them. But in the 1980s and into 1990s, there was the Star Trek The Next Generation. And one of the interesting things was the people who made that series worked with a little computer company called Apple. And it seems to me that Apple has basically had all their ideas about what would happen in the future for that series, and then they've gone away and made them. Because in that series, the, um, they were travelling around basically in a starship around the universe. Uh, for example, they had pads, they called them, which were little electronic tablets. And, oh, I think we've got those now. Um, and, of course, the original Star Trek series was famous for having things called communicators, which were devices that people opened up and spoke into to speak to people all over the place. I think we've got those as well now. Um, so there's lots of other predictions in Star Trek. The sort of things were quite good is a food replicator. thing looks a bit like a microwave, and you spoke to it and said what you wanted. You wanted, I don't know, sausage and chips, and it just went ping, and it appears in front of you. So that'd be quite a good gadget for the future. I'd like one of those, I think. Not just for the sausage and chips, but for any meal, you know. Um, Right. Um, Now, let's see. We're going to make some predictions ourselves now. I think there's two sort of type of predictions. One is a kind of big thing about something that's going to happen in the big wide world. And the other one is perhaps about something more personal, um, not necessarily individually personal, but something like how you might be living your life in, say, 30 years' time. So I'm going to ask you first, put you on the spot, What do you think about the sort of big worldwide thing that might happen? I have a few predictions. I feel like it's either going to become The Matrix. The Matrix. Yes. Mm -hmm. So basically aliens taking over the world and like programs that program us into being what is convenient for us to be. So it's really about people controlling us. Yes. And, of course, that might not be aliens. It might be some sort of nasty government yeah, I or, mean, or some some big company, you know, like Apples and Facebooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, movies are based on, like, people's ideas of the world and not necessarily does it have to be an alien. It can, uh, The alien can represent some someone or something. Mm. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't actually know if it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's my prediction. So you're thinking basically some sort of the world will be rather more controlled than it is at the moment, and the individuals will be more controlled. Yes, but I also have another opinion. It might also turn into the movie In Time. Have you seen the movie In Time? No, I'm afraid I haven't. So it's with um, Emma Stone and... Oh, it's not Emma Stone, it's Amanda Seyfried. And um, and Justin... Timberlake, mm-hmm. and they basically use time as currency. Oh, okay. It's really strange, but 
I, I reckon that something like that might happen as well. And there's a, a real big thing going about how um, there's segregate, segregation going on and how, like, in the middle of the city, there's, like, people living, like, lavish lives and there are, like, on the outskirts, you have the, like, slums, if you like. So I think I think something like that might happen. Well, that sounds a bit almost like the Hunger Games type thing as yes, well. Yes, yes, very much like the Hunger Games. Apart from all the killing, I'm not sure about the killing yes. in the Hunger Games. Right, but that's that's because that's a way of controlling people as well. Yes. Okay. So that's not a terribly optimistic view of the future. I mean, you're going to be living in that future, aren't you? You're going to be. It depends in... if I'm in the centre or in the <laughs> outskirts. You know. <laughs> okay, but obviously. Or wait, 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 wait. One more, one more, one more, one more. This is the one that I think that is actually going to happen. Um, I feel like the world's going to become a big, um, what's it called, video game, and it's going to end up like Tron, right. Tron Legacy. So yes. what, what you're doing is, is sort of, you're taking other people's visions of the future, like in films, and thinking maybe that's how it will really happen. Yeah. Okay. Right, I suppose... And I, I do think hoverboards will exist. Yeah, I'm sure hoverboards are probably... Someone's doing them right now. Um, I think that my vision... I suppose I've always been interested in space travel, and so I think that probably that's the kind of area I would expect things to happen. I can see, realistically, people living on the moon, on Mars, and if you think about it carefully, that's a bit like when people went from Europe, particularly to, the, the, um, to America, set up a new life over there... They set up a complete new um, sort of way of living, and in particular, they were cut off from the rest of the world because they didn't have the sort of communications we've got these days. And if you think about it, living on the moon, certainly living on Mars, um, you have to fend for yourself. You'd be like pioneers. You've got to look after yourself. You know, if something goes wrong, you can't just call somebody to fix it for you. And I think that's the kind of thing that will happen. So you might get the same sort of attitude of people living on Mars who regard themselves as being rugged pioneers and all those damn people back in Earth would all be sort of softies. And it might end up with perhaps, as you know, as things go on, you can envisage future wars between the planets. So you're saying my predictions are based on movies. Have you seen The Martian? The uh, ads for The Martian? I haven't, actually, but I, that sounds like quite a good film, I must admit. Um, so during a manned mission to Mars, astronaut Mark, whatever, is presumed dead after fierce storms and left behind by his crew... And what does he do? He has to find his way back, presumably. No, he has to start life on Mars. Right. That ought to be a cue for a song, but we haven't got that one, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. It's far too old. Um, yeah, I mean, but seriously, I think uh, people could uh, be doing that, and you build up sort of settlements and then cities, and you eventually end up with perhaps, you know, millions of people living on other planets. And that is the future. Probably not the next 30 years, though I imagine the first few people will be landing on Mars and setting up on the moon in that sort of timescale. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the idea. You don't? Why would you not like it? Because I like Earth. <laughs> you don't have to go. Well, unless, unless it's a penal oh, colony. Thanks. thanks. I, I could deal with like, living on the world on my own. Yeah, no, I wasn't suggesting that. I mean, I just suddenly had a thought that, of course, the other thing we did when we found places a long way away was send all the convicts out there, like in, to Australia. So they might <laughs> s send all the convicts off to the moon or Mars. Maybe that will happen. Actually, of course, that's a film as well, isn't it? That's the one with Schwarzenegger, where yeah. he was sent off to Mars as a penal colony. Oh, you see, it's just the films that make us think about the future. We haven't got any real ideas of our own. 
Well, you know. Um, I'm going to play a song. I've only... I do. The problem with the old people, you're not, like, open to change. <laughs> oh, well, I like change. Um, I mean, I think one of the other predictions for the future is that things have changed rapidly now. You know, things change faster and faster. And if that keeps on going, what will it be like? You know, you'll be getting a new model phone or something every five seconds. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that at all. So, you know, in 30 years' time, what will you have? An iPhone 46 and... Uh, <laughs> In fact, will you still have a phone? It you... will turn into a carrot. I think by then you probably <laughs> won't have a phone. You'll probably have a little chip planted in your brain yeah. and you just talk to people automatically that way. I was going to say really quickly, there's a, um, there's a TV show called Starcrossed and it's set in two, uh, 2024. And it's been... The, se- the series got cut, but I recommend everyone see season one of that, mo- of that series. 